Hello and welcome to another episode of Dear Hollow Heroes. And I'm here as always with Meek Man Liam Meekum. What's going on, guys? And Rope Fear Rock Kelly. Hey, that's me. And we have some updates for the pod. I mean, you can see right here as the camera's been lowered, we have a brand new tapestry of Dear Hollow Heroes logo. Big day. Big day. We also have a couple of extra little knickknacks that have been more visualized for you guys. Our gritty triangle. It's widowing. Our gritty triangle. And we also have that a bunch of other cool stuff around here for you guys to look. If you like see the, the new microphones we're speaking yeah. into. Oh, you yeah. talk about that? I'm actually trying to change the levels as we speak. <laughs> That's professional. That's way, way to be. Yeah, I'm we just got, changing them. We, we were testing for like 20 minutes before this, too. Yep. We're changing and levels the, the now. Mic- the microphone levels are going to be changing thoroughly throughout this pod. But... As always, I'm here with Liam Meekum and Rob Kelly, and we are going straight into... Hi. Okay, listen, man. I don't know if we can define this as going straight into... We butchered the intro, but we've been through a lot today, so let's just call it a win that we got to the intro. Liam was questionable for this pod today. Yeah, concussed. Concussion, (laughs) questionable. He's out for our basketball game tomorrow, and it's it's been a crazy day, but no time like the present to get straight into the top story. So, wildcard weekend was loaded with dramatics, starting with C.J. Stroud and the Houston Texans launching the Cleveland Browns in their number one defense right out of Houston by dropping 45 points on them. Then the Chiefs froze Miami's number one offense to only seven points. And, <laughs> and, and on Sunday, Jordan Love upset the Cowboys 48-32, to but with six minutes left in the game, it was 48-16. to when all hope seemed lost with close games, Stafford and the Rams gave it their all, but Goff's Lions got their got the first playoff win for the franchise in 32 years with a 24-23 win. Then on Monday, the Bills won in spite of a late-game comeback by the Steelers, and the Bucks absolutely destroyed the Eagles to end wildcard weekend. Who do you guys think was the biggest winner, and who do you guys think was the biggest loser from last weekend? Let's go with biggest winner uh we'll do that one first it's gotta be the city of detroit easily what else could there be that was the best storyline we saw all playoffs and a playoff filled with storylines um 32 years without a playoff win it was a long time against their long-term quarterback yes their long lost matt stafford i mean the man who was ahead of this franchise for Ever. But you could feel one of two ways about him. You could feel like, oh, he abandoned us. You know, he didn't think we were good enough. Or you could think he got us so far. He tried his best, but he just couldn't get it done. So you could feel two ways about Matt Stafford. But I mean, I, I loved the uh, I loved the whole game. Rams Lions, great game. Really saved this weekend. The first of all, Puka for the Rams was amazing. On fire. What did he have, 148 or something? 180 yards, I think. He went crazy. And then you also had the defense that decided to take the 10-yard penalty to push the Rams out of field goal range and then got an incomplete pass. Just everything about that game went so dramatically perfect for the NFL and for the Lions. And you got to feel like the whole – country if you're not a fan of the team that's playing you got to be rooting for the lions you got to be i mean you, i was not you don't like golf but hey detroit likes golf fair enough they as like they should now. 
as they should. They and didn't I, like him before. They, they didn't like him the now. first eight weeks he was there. And then after he got their first win, they liked him yeah. ever since. So I think the Lions, I agree with you. They're the biggest winner, in my opinion, I 100%. But I cannot help but mention the Green Bay Packers. Jordan Love, whatever they do to these quarterbacks what are they in Wisconsin. Them? How is this happening? Whatever they do to these quarterbacks in Wisconsin, they need to be researched. Because Jordan Love Don't even have your phone just, muted? Well, I actually needed it for our game time later. But now I know game you time. You needed your ringer on for our game time later? Yeah, I needed to know that game time is still going to be what it is. But anyway, so jo- but back to Jordan Love. So Jordan Love absolutely slinged the ball. Did you see that touchdown right at the half where he was on his back foot and he threw it down the middle while he's getting pressured and it was just an abs- I think it was Dobbs or Reed. He slinged it. That was what's wrong with slinged it? No, he just he slinged it. He slinged it Is hard. Is there a problem with the he way he slinged I it good? It? No, no, no. There's it nothing was... wrong with slinging it. He slinged it. Anyway, I thought, it was slung. Also, I have to say the reason why I said the Packers as well is because my stepfather, the whole game, because I was with my parents during that game, whole game, my stepfather said, "Yeah, that Justin Love," and he said, "You gotta be a good quarterback if your last name's Love." And I was like, I kind of am a fan of Jordan Love now because of that whole phrase. So my, I think uh, what's gonna be forgotten is how important of a win that was to the Green Bay Packers. And how about uh, Baker Mayfield? Oh my, love goodness. that story. That was a good one. He outlasted the Browns, who didn't think he was good enough, came back and beat a, I mean, underperforming. What was it, four teams in two years? Was it four teams? He played for... Panthers, Browns, Lions. I mean, sorry, Rams, and and then Bucks. Bucks, Four teams in two years. And he's going to have a Fitzpatrick-esque career. Hey, he's winning playoff games, too. Maybe not. I think it was a great win for uh, Baker Mayfield, especially. And I think the Bills game, there wasn't really any true winners there. They were supposed to blow them out. Uh, but you could give Mike Tomlin a win there because Mike Tomlin found himself his job status to be pretty well with the Steelers. So I feel like I, you could say I don't think that won. was ever in question, though. But It's uh, it's Tomlin and the Steelers. He always coaches He shouldn't have been in question. Yeah, but it, worst loser, Eagles. Cowboys. Oh, that's that's I think Miami as well. No. no. All three are huge losers though. Miami they, limped into the playoffs. They limped, but so did the Eagles. Yes, but here's the thing, something that you punned upon in your intro to this story is it was a cold game. Miami doesn't do well on the cold. We knew this going into it. It wasn't a shock that one of the And they played the defending games. champs also. Yes, and it's exactly. It's the Chiefs and no matter how bad they are, Mahomes is going to be Mahomes in the postseason, which is phenomenal. I'm saying the Eagles because I think, one, they lost to Baker Mayfield and the Bucks, And sure, they fell off in the second half of the season, but they were supposed to be so good. And it just didn't make sense on why they were so bad. The Eagles were supposed to win the entire NFC. And the Bucks were in question whether they even deserved to be in the playoffs. Because they had one of the worst records in there, and they were, you know, a case of win your division and you luckily get in. You yeah. Know, one of those teams. And they got torn apart. They, I think what was even more crazy about the Eagles' loss was that it wasn't just the offense. It wasn't just the defense. It was the fundam- fundamentals of football that they were getting beat by. You saw, if you watched that game, they couldn't tackle. They didn't seem like they were playing together. 
They just did not look like a team that was playing fundamentally. They haven't for weeks. And you know what's crazy? And people, and Jalen Hurt said in his uh, press conference, he was just like, yeah, people are talking about potentially getting rid of Sirianni. That's his fault. Your team can't be fundamental, fundamentally sound. An NFL team, that falls on the coach. True. So the fact that he's acting like, whoa, I don't see anything happening. Yeah, man, watch the tape. That's the coach's fault. If they're not being fundamental, that's head coach by far's fault in that regard. So I think that the Eagles' loss is up there, and I think that Miami has probably the most embarrassing for an end to the season, but we can't discount how pathetic the Dallas Cowboys are when they get into the postseason as well. It's it's every year. Every year, and we fall for it every year. It's unreal. I I actually thought they were going to be good this time. I I really thought this was their year. Even from an outsider's perspective, I really thought they might be them boys this year. They were not them boys. They were not. But they gave they gave Mike McCarthy another chance. But here's my thing. Just now, too. Just now, like right before we started this pod. And this is what bothers me about that I like that decision making. Is why this coach clearly can't win you a Super Bowl. He can't. He's proven that. He's proven he can win you a regular season, division crown. He cannot win you a meaningful playoff game against a team that is good. Why do you want to keep – it's the definition of insan- insanity. Why do you want to keep doing the same thing, expecting different results? They're going to throw Dak back out there. They're going to throw Micah Parsons with a bunch of other defenders, that, but they're going to say he's going to carry the defense. They're going to throw everything back out there, do the same thing, just for nothing to happen again. So I think it's just a ridiculous decision to keep Mike McCarthy as well in that regard. But, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. I'm glad you saw what I was... Yeah, I was... I was going to tap you, and then you went for it. I was like, all right, I was trying to. I was trying to help him. Yeah. You know. It's time for Stat of the Week. Stat of the Week. <sighs> all right. I, I felt like we needed a thing there. I think he puts it in a post. Oh, do you? Yeah, put the music in, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you don't listen to your Why would podcast? I listen to you've a podcast never, I'm a part of? You've never there's a song there's a no. song for every segment. I've never listened. I'm here. I'm recording it now. I know how it goes. Yeah, you've never like listened back like what can we do better? I just think about what we did. What are you doing now? I'm just singing the song. Right <laughs> Let's get this rolling. All right, so I, I, I'm sorry. I, this this could not have gone worse. This, maybe I'll listen to this week's episode. Maybe. All right, maybe. probably won't. Probably not. There's no shot. So the Eagles season stats. I'm sorry. You listen to podcasts at work. Yeah, all the time. I know you do. Yes, but why You've would I never turned on our own podcast? Why would I want to listen to the sound of my own voice? So the Eagles stats this season, when divided up by their ten and one and uh, start and one and six finish. So, while they're going on their 10 and 1 start, they got 28.2 points per game towards a 22.4 points against, getting 133 rushing yards, 231 passing yards, giving up 85 rushing yards and giving up 256 passing yards. Also, but on their 1 and 6 fall off, including the playoff game, they had 18.9 points per game, 30.6 points against, 109 rushing yards per game and 218 passing yards per game while giving up 134 rushing yards per game and giving up exactly 256 passing yards. So 
The only thing that's the exact same is they gave up the same amount of passing yards the entire season. They averaged the exact same. So, and it also goes on to say that the stats is the the teams they faced had the same exact winning percentage as a com- combination of oh, 48%. Okay. That makes, that makes sense. Yeah, that I was makes just looking sense. at the paper and They're, I was thinking, how were they 48% on 10 like, and, one, yeah, and no. 1 and 6? That math <laughs> so, isn't mathing. So the teams they faced, they averaged out the exact same percentage of record-wise. That's interesting. Of course, some of this is rounded up and rounded down, but it's close enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's 48% each. So they didn't change competition level, yet they played a so little worse. worse in every category. But the one that was huge is they gave up 50 more rushing yards a game. How about 10 more points or 10 less points per game and eight more points scored against per game? Exactly. And also, when it comes to – I know it's the exact same uh, passing yards against – but 256 passing yards against in 11 games, pretty good. In seven games is a lot worse. To average? It's an average. It's an average. Oh, it's an average. Okay, I thought this was just... Do you imagine if they gave up 256 total That passing? would be an all-time defense. That's the greatest defense to ever exist. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry. It's, it's fun. Don't dig the hole. Just <laughs> <laughs> I am not a smart man. <laughs> but what happened to the Eagles, do you guys think? And... Uh, why did they collapse the way they did? This? So that's the thing. I really don't understand what happened with these Eagles. Like, usually you see in the start of the season, you see teams starting out rocky, and then towards the end, they start to click, they start to figure out their offense. It looks like the Eagles came out firing on all cylinders. They knew exactly what they were doing. They brought a lot of their team back, and they looked clean. Dare I say crispy. And then they get to around midseason, a little bit later, and it's like, all of the wheels on the train fell off at once. I don't. Their one win was against the Giants. I don't understand how this could happen. It's got to. It's got to fall on coaching. But I, I don't understand why in the start of the season they could be so good, and then all of a sudden he just doesn't know how to coach anymore. Well, hear me out in this regard. So when you're down, when you're losing games, what do you usually do more as an offense? Pass. Pass. Exactly. Why is their passing yards lower than their when they can't score? Why is when the rushing goes down because they're losing, the passing yards don't go up? It actually went did decreased in average. So both uh, rushing and passing decreased. Well, I feel like that makes sense. You're on a losing streak. You're just going to have worse stats in general. Get less yards. Your offense is going to you know move sense. less. That makes sense for a natural team. And if but and this, if they stop the run, the pass is harder. But this is the thing. You may have stopped the run. You may have been in this whole entire situation. But you have a top-tier quarterback that is supposed to carry your team through this all. And in the moments where they needed him through this 1-6 and six stretch, he averaged just over 200 passing yards a game. He ha- gave his team 19 points per game. Unbelievable. We lost that of the week. But – and that's <laughs> Well, Again. something something you touched on when you were talking about the game in the wild card is it wasn't just in the wild card that you saw the loss of the fundamentals. You saw that in the last half of the season, especially when it came to tackling. Their tackling, when you watch these games, was abysmal. The time in and time out, it was just bad. Now, yes, the offense put up less points, but the defense also allowed more points. It's not like there's a clear and obvious side of the ball that was better or worse after, you know, when they started losing more. Both sides of the ball just got worse. 
and it's hard to pin that on a player, which is right. It does fall on Sirianni and the coaching staff. Either you were too predictable as a team, that teams figured it out and were able to play against you much easier, or you just lost a connection with your team that you had, with the players. I mean, I can understand the defense because they went through two defensive coordinators. A lot of weird stuff going on. I'm not even going to try and dissect it. but A lot of injuries, too. Yeah, absolutely. But two defensive coordinators throughout a season does not bode well. You're pretty much saying, this system doesn't work. we got to go to a whole new system mid-season. Obviously, it didn't work. But the offense, there's no reason that it shouldn't have clicked. They have so many weapons. They're running the same offense. They have the same all-reliable tush-push every time they need it. It never really got stopped until the Bucks. Yeah. So I don't understand, with all that, how you can manage to still not go past the first round. Let alone get the first seed. Because I thought they really should have had it. This is also something that I noticed throughout. That there was a lot of non-brotherly love in that Eagles locker room, it felt like, towards the end. And even during their winning streak, it felt like something happened in that locker room that they'll never mention. They'll never tell anybody ever. There were a lot coming out about A.J. Brown. Exactly. But they'll never tell you the full story till it's been a decade from now. So something happened in that locker room, I think, that drove the team apart, at least temporarily, in there. I think some words were said, an action was done, a betrayal was had occurred. And but here's now my thing. Again, I think this Eagles team was perfectly built. You have a veteran in, let's talk about two veterans. You have a veteran in Jason Kelsey on the offense where most of the problems came out in the media that they were having. A.J. Brown, Jalen Hurts, all that. Jason Kelsey couldn't do anything about it in the locker room, apparently. Huge locker room guy, couldn't do anything about it. Now you talk about Julio Jones, a veteran they signed, has been around the game forever, should be able to control a player at his own position, get him right mentally, and he couldn't do that either? This is a team that was supposed to have very strong veteran leadership, very strong coaching, very strong player leadership through Jalen Hurts. Every one of them failed. How is that possible? It's just I don't, I don't it doesn't think it make is. any sense to me because you're right. You have these players like especially like Kelsey and Jones, who are known leaders throughout the game. But if they're see where I'm thinking it is is the disconnect between the coaches and the players because you do if you do have this one disconnect between a wide receiver and a quarterback, there are other wide receivers. You have the running backs and you still have the defense. It. Now, you can add that to a part of the problem, and it might have made it worse. But I, I genuinely don't think there might be just one problem here. I think it might be possibly just a whole organizational problem where there are too many heads butting. There are too many people saying the offense needs to be run this way, no this way. Probably the same with the defense, which is how we saw the coordinator get fired halfway through the season. It's just it's just it kind of came out of nowhere. It absolutely did. And there's also there's also the disconnect of coaching. So you lost your offensive coordinator and your defensive coordinator, and now you're stuck with Matt Patricia calling the defensive plays. Who? How does he have an NFL job after all the things no he's idea. done? No idea. So it's just an absolute mess over there. And 
and Philly, and I can't wait to see the actual reason. But I feel like so, the person that has to take most of the blame are two people. I think it's got to be Nick Sirianni at number one, and then Jalen Hurts at number two because that is your team. Jason Kelsey, Brandon Graham, and Fletcher Cox, Julio Jones, all those veteran leaders are one thing, but you're the quarterback. You're the highest-paid player on that team. You are the guy. You deserve to take a lot of blame and for a lot of turnovers he's committed as True. well. So I mean, A.J. Brown as well. Him and A.J. Brown have been a huge part of the problem, but Jalen Hurts deserves to take the shoulder of the blame because you are the quarterback. You take the responsibility for the losses because you get the most credit for the wins. I agree. So, so I, I, I hope – I hope that the Eagles don't figure it out. <laughs> you and me both. <laughs> but but I really want to know why it's not working out. That it's time good. for the flaming questions. Dun, 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 dun. I still hate this name. Es fuego. Do you want it to be burning questions? I want it to, do, to be anything else. What do you want Sorry, to be? Sorry, concussion. I didn't catch my words there. <laughs> what do you want it to be? Do we have to work The big old out? question. That's, that's the worst one. What'd you drop? This My balls on your face. This All is right, our worst on. episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. I, 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 let us fault. know if you think it's our worst episode on social. Don't right? let us know. <laughs> so Let Ben know. He'll read them. Question number one. We'll what, all read them. I guess so, yeah. Question number one. What matchup are we most excited to see in the NFL divisional round? Who has the most on the line? Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, that's a good one. But that's a also, great one. I'm also excited to see um, golf versus uh, Mayfield, two number one picks back to back. Can I, can I tell you who I'm excited to see? I'm really excited to see the Ravens play the Texans. It honestly could be a really good game. It could, like CJ Stroud's looking really good as a rookie quarterback in the playoffs, and it's the Ravens. It I also love might, the Ravens. It might be sixty-four to twelve. Also, it, could very much it depends be on how the one seeds come out if those games are going to be good. Because you know, never know with that bye week. We, you we never know, the, know. We know the three seed versus the. Uh, the three seed games are going to be the ones that are going to be crazy. Yeah, those are going to be the those are guaranteed like prime time good games. But I'm, I think I don't I'm, know if we're guaranteed a good game with Bucks Lions. Well, that could be a blowout for the Lions, right? It could be. Yeah, but the most on the line for this coming week is Lamar Jackson. If Lamar Jackson goes zero and one and gets why did you up, say that like it was a fact? Uh, because I think it's a fact. It's my opinion, but it's but look at this. He needs to win this game because if you go one and done, that's going to hurt his legacy in a big way because it will prove that he can't win in the playoffs and people will hold that against him until he wins one. I'll, I, you know what? You might have you got me there. I, I might have to uh, switch sides here. Because look at if Mahomes, because... Mahomes loses, he lost to what people are going to consider is the better team right now. You, uh, Allen loses, he lost to the defending champions. Stroud loses. He lost the number one team. Same pattern. And he's a rookie. Bucks and Lions. They're not used to it. You could argue a million different things for how that game comes out. And the Niners would be an embarrassment. But at the same time, you could argue that the Niners could like it's like they maybe got hurt or they there's excuses. They maybe got hurt. They maybe got like if like for example, Brock Purdy or CMC gets hurt mid game. Like it's so, it's so if Lamar gets hurt mid game, it's it's still on him. True, fair. But my point is. Is at the end of the day, if you're gonna put one person, one person with the most on the line. It's so I just think. Can I have I think my it's, counter here? I, one second, hold on. Okay. I think it would mean a lot because it would almost put them in the realm of the Cowboys, where it's a great regular te- season team. They get to the playoffs, so much hype, and then they die. That's where you want to avoid. Okay. Now, 
you have a great argument. I'm not countering that Lamar Jackson has a lot to prove because he does. But the one I'm going to flip it on and I'm just going to say is Josh Allen. Because you can be a great quarterback, but if you can never beat the Chiefs ever, where are you going to go? And he's had so many chances in the postseason. Pretty much every year we'll see the Chiefs and Bills play each other. Now, some years we don't, and that's fine, but we see it happen a lot. And we see it happen a lot throughout the regular season. And we know they can beat them in the regular season, but it's the postseason where it matters the most, right? Mm -hmm. And if he can't do it consistently, and it's always just going to be the Chiefs winning it within the last two minutes of the game, where's Josh Allen going from there? I believe Allen versus Mahomes, he's 3-1 and one in the regular season and 0-2 and in the postseason. Of course, being that crazy divisional round last year in Kansas City where with the last four minutes, like 30 points were scored. It was one of the best games. Something ridiculous. Like period. So that that was one of the greatest games I've ever seen as well. But the I just think this game is huge for Allen. But again, you could put it out there that, like, you know, the Bills are streaky – Allen's carrying the offense, so if they don't win, unless Allen throws like five picks. So you're saying that every team has an excuse that you can't just throw on it and it like a single player, but the Ravens. What's a weakness in the Ravens? Team? I would argue the Niners are up there, but yeah. Niners, Niners would be close, but there's not one singular person to go attack because Purdy's not because Purdy's... at the level of Lamar Jackson. Okay, now an issue that the Ravens have had throughout the season, though not many, is drop balls. Our wide receivers drop a lot of balls. Now, if Lamar goes out there and he keeps it in the hands of his receivers and they keep dropping the balls, is that Lamar's fault? No, it's not going to be. No, but I mean, any team could. But get again, that. I'm just saying he has the most on the line. But we're talking about we're talking about storylines that have occurred throughout the season. We have seen storylines that have favored quarterbacks throughout the season, but not one of them has favored Lamar. He's going to get torn apart in the media. He if has he been. does not go out and and play well, he has to look. He has to look like it was nothing but everyone else's fault. He has to be quarterbacky enough. If he yeah. has, <laughs> if see, but here's the thing. I now, I think even if he goes out there and does good, people are still gonna talk down on Lamar, just because. No, he, if he wins a Super Bowl this year, there's nothing you can say. I know, but people talk down and on him. But even after he won the MVP, but like it doesn't matter. Isn't that the issue though? Because if he loses this game. He's going to get talked down on? Exactly. So, Doesn't that mean he has the most riding on this? Because if he goes out and wins a Super Bowl, you can't say anything about Lamar. It'll mean he's 1-4 in the postseason. He's not one, a good record. One no, four. it's not. I'm not. Listen, I'm not saying Lamar That's, has nothing to prove. He, yeah. has, he very much has something to prove in this game. But it feels like the way you're wording it is you're just saying it's Lamar or nothing. It's Lamar bust. If the defense is bad that game, it's still somehow going to be Lamar's fault. I actually, I, knowing how media works, it really still might as well could be. If against the Houston Texans, a team that was touted to not make the postseason this year, they went out and beat. They're not going to think that this Houston Texan team just beat the number one defense and dropped forty-five on them. They're not. No one's going to think about that. Even though if you guys lost and CJ Stroud dropped forty and the Ravens dropped thirty-eight, no one's going to think about that. Well, look what at they're what to think about is a rookie quarterback just beat the future MVP. Josh That's Allen versus Patrick Mahomes. Josh Allen and they both scored so many points. They put up great numbers all game. Played two amazing individual games. And Josh Allen still can't get it done because he couldn't put up more points than Patrick Mahomes. 
That's how it works. And also, he put up a game-winning touchdown with 13 seconds on the clock and never saw the ball again. And, and it still, still is his fault. And it still is his fault. He won the game with 13 seconds left. Their defense couldn't stop him. Sorry, some technical difficulties <laughs> yeah, technical there for the awkward transition Mostly here. Ben's fault. Um, so, yeah, I just think that no matter what happens, regardless of the situation, and it would take a lot for people to not blame Lamar Jackson if they lose. And no matter what... What record will be on his head is one and four, and the Ravens will be one and five in the time since Lamar's tenure. Of course, he didn't play the one against the Bengals, but but his record will be one and four in the postseason. And he, that's worse than Dex. And that's and they will have that hang on his back until he wins at least gets to the AFC Championship game. He has to get to the AFC Championship game. If he loses to Mahomes or Allen, that's fine. Like people won't be too upset about. I agree. That. He can't lose to Stroud cannot lose to Stroud. But if Stroud wins, he has the most to gain. He beats the Ravens. Is he the next Brady? He could, he could get blown out of the water in the AFC Championship game. He's the next superstar in yeah, everyone's mind. Absolutely. So that's that's what makes that game so important for the Ravens. They have to win that game. So I'm not saying that Lamar is not the MVP. I'm not saying Lamar is not a good quarterback if he loses. I'm saying it's going to be rough for him if he does lose it. True. And I think something that's helping the Ravens here is, one, we have Mark Andrews back, nice and healthy. Our defense is healthy, and our defense is mean. I, Triple I think, crown. I'm sorry? Triple crown. Oh, yeah, triple crown. I think it's going to be – I I think we're going to win. I think it's it's just a matter of yeah, how hot shocker. they come out. Um, well, yeah, but it's it's not – this isn't like me saying we're going to, you know, crush the breaking Chiefs news. Rob believes that the Ravens are going to win. We have an excellent defense and a really good offense. I think we definitely Doesn't have the pieces. Doesn't make it seem like if Lamar loses that game, it's going to be probably his fault? You have the number one defense. I'm trying to hype up my team here. <laughs> we already went over this whole Lamar thing. I'm just trying to give myself a little bit of hope because you two have just been t- attacking Lamar's legacy in front of me for the past four <laughs> minutes. Okay, can I can I hype up my team that's playing in this postseason? Is your team playing this postseason? Continue, Rob. All right. What about you? You're also here. They were close. Oh, they were close, but they're not in it. Oh, why didn't mine play in the wild card round? Oh, because they got the bye with the best record in the NFL because they're a great team. Has this gone Janelle into a full-blown Ravens conversation instead of a Lamar conversation? I was just trying to just wrap up the Ravens as a good team I so we no, can transition I know exactly, to the next I know question. Exactly, he wanted to go back to it. I know. They're the I best just... team in the league, Rob. They're the best team in the league. Are you satisfied? They are. Yes. That's. That... I don't know. The Texans are pretty good. No, I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. <laughs> you're lucky you're concussed. Otherwise, I'd hit you with how that had. Baker has been dangerous recently. <laughs> but, uh, all right, we're going to move on to the next question. The Oklahoma City Thunder. And the Minnesota Timberwolves still hold atop the Western Conference. Both split by a half a game at the time when I made this doc. I don't know if that's changed. But the Thunder have been ranked as the number one team in the league. <laughs> if only you had something in front of you <laughs> that would be able to tell you anything on the internet, including an NBA score. I, I have, I, I honestly, on this computer has the audio and this computer has this TV. So I really don't have much to do here. But There was a third option that's in his pocket. Oh, true. But you guys yelled at me last time. <laughs> I was going to say, don't encourage that because it's going to come out and it's going to start ringing. So. so, but anyway, the Thunder have been ranked as the number one team in the league twice in the last two weeks. 
Which one of these teams do you think have a legitimate shot to defeat the powerhouses in the West like the Nuggets and Clippers? Neither. Neither? Neither. Whoa, why? Uh, they just don't have the experience. The Timberwolves are just a disaster waiting to happen. They've had the worst culture since I can remember. And don't get me wrong, I'm rooting for them. They're genuinely my favorite team in the Western Conference. They have been since I started watching basketball. I really like the Timberwolves. I just don't see a possibility where they are They are a finals team. I don't see it. The Th- Thunder, I have a little bit more faith in. But I still think they're too young. And I think Chet is very injury prone. And he's a big part of that team. I think Shea is one of the better players in the league. Don't get me wrong. He's third in MVP voting. As he, as he should be. He's yeah. Fantastic. But he needs a little bit more help, I think. I agree. I think that this team is very good bench-wise. They have one of the better benches. Is the OKC Oh, depth is phenomenal. They have great depth. I just feel like their top their top side is a lot more like it's a Shea, you got Chet, and that's really like... They're a bottom-heavy team, which usually you don't see win championships. Yes, but you see them get to the uh, Western Conference and Eastern Conference Finals, though. They usually Sometimes. face the team with superstars, and the superstars out overpower yeah. them. So what you're really expecting here, if you want to go on a run, is either Dort and uh, Giddy, or which you don't really want. Peter Whoa! Or, he actually just got the court just came out that they uh, dropped all charges. Oh, he's a good dude. Yeah, no, oh, no, awesome! He's not. Ben a, endorses Joshua no, Giddy. No, no. <laughs> Please, we all no. share this show. Let's not. You're dragging yourself. He loves him. No. You were just telling me before that's your favorite player oh of all time in any sport. <laughs> he just bought every you version every, of the OKC jersey of him. You love everything he does. What's wrong with you two? Anyway, you know what's going to be the worst? I wouldn't have said Someone's it. Someone's against me. They're going to pull just the clip of you saying that, not yeah. the part Oh, yeah, I'm guys, annoying. pull this clip and post it online everywhere. You're horrible. Why? You're despicable. Anyway, so I think that you want like one of the starters that are alongside <laughs> Shy and Chet, Shay and Chet, not Giddy. To step what about up Gritty? Like, like Dort, like you want him to like be more of an yeah, offensive but presence. We've been waiting for Dort to step up for a while, and he's kind of proven he can just. He's he's, either, he's a three and D player. He's either one of the better bench players, or he's the fifth guy on a starting team. He's a really good defender. Yeah, so it's which is nice for especially. So he, I'm sure you don't have offense. to pay him that much. I, I haven't looked at his contract recently, but I'm sure you're not paying him that much. He's a good piece, mm-hmm. but again, you need that championship player because. I hate to say it, and I hate this about the NBA. Bench comes into play less during the playoffs, in my opinion. The starters just play the more minutes. The starters play more minutes because exhaustion isn't as much of a factor. You you play through it. You have to. You, you're going to see your superstars playing almost full games. And so you're going to probably trim down rotations a little bit. You're going to go more of like seven mans instead of maybe eights or nines. You're going to see the bench get less minutes together, and it's more of a cohesive unit because they want everybody to have chemistry throughout the playoffs, so they kind of keep in the same guys. So bottom that's why I think bottom-heavy teams don't do as well. You see them do well, and they'll get you to the playoffs because they'll play together and they'll play well. But once you're rotating in one, maybe two bench pieces at a time instead of four and five... It's not as much, yeah. They're, they're used to playing together. You know, It's like the A-team switching up players with the B team and they're just not the grooves aren't there but I, I think that 
definitely I agree the OKC has a better shot. And I feel like it relies either A, on them being well coached because using that bottom heavy team, it requires a lot of expert coaching to use utilize your players at the right times. That's what the Heat did in their runs is their bench players came as huge factors because they used them at the right times and they put them in for the right minutes. So that's going to be a huge thing for OKC, especially come playoff time. But the thing with the Minnesota Timberwolves, they go as far as Anthony Edwards will take them. And that's so – let me talk about that real quick. So my biggest thing is I think they're going to get exposed, and there's a couple ways they can get exposed. I think Cat, not a strong leader. I think he's soft. And I do like him. I like his play, but I think he's one of the softer superstars in the game. Rudy Gobert, on the floor, cannot do anything outside of the paint. Just drag him out. If your center can shoot, you can beat the Timberwolves. It's as simple as that. And the second something goes wrong, I have a bad feeling in my gut that Anthony Edwards will not step up, and I'm not sure why. I just I, I don't see him as a leader. I see Cat as the leader in that locker room, and I don't think he's a strong enough leader to get them there. I can't help but agree with you, but I do feel like I'm more optimistic than you. I don't see Anthony Edwards doing it, but I I wouldn't be surprised if he does. You're fired. That's it. Pack your things. We're going to hire a new host. I'm, I've had I'm, it. I'm sorry. You dropped I, our picture. I, I can't believe it. Can you believe this guy? Your phone's ringing. He's dropping things. I'm killing it. I'm the, I'm the concussed one. I'm killing it. Yeah, well, you're also sick boy over there. So Sick? I'm not coughing. I have a concussion. Sick boy. Hey, it's okay. We know words are hard. We'll, we'll get through this. We'll get the lights are really bright for him right now. Yes. That's why he looks like this. Literally. Yes. <laughs> You'll be okay, buddy. We're gonna get the lights are quite literally too bright. Too bright, yes. They hurt. All right. So, and the last question is the Yankees have gotten numerous. Oh, you're fired. <laughs> the Yankees. I was hoping we were just going to move past it. <laughs> the Yankees have gotten numerous acquisitions, such as Juan Soto, Marcus Stroman, Trent Grisham, and Alex Verdugo. They have been in talks with Blake Snell, and there are rumors of Dylan Cease and Josh Hader. Have the Yankees had a successful offseason? If not, what moves do they need to make? And, Liam, I'm basically kind of kicking you out of this question. He looks like he's going to die if he doesn't answer, so go ahead. (laughs) Rob, go nuts. (laughs) Uh, No, they have have not done enough. The simple simple answer here is no. They've done well, and they've done really good with Juan Soto. And, sure, Alex Verdugo is a good piece. I hated that they signed Stroman. It was the one pitcher on the market I – did not want. I love it. I'm sorry. I like it. I think it was a good pickup. I like Stroman. He's he's known to not go long. He he's injury prone. He's doesn't have a consistently good ERA. I like Alex Verdugo. He's a good lefty bat. We always need another lefty bat. We just still need solid bullpen pitching, which is where someone like Josh Hader would come into play. But Josh Hader has a large asking price, and I don't think that the Yankees want to spend money on pitching, which is crazy because they're the Yankees and they're known for spending if money. If only they could free up space with one of their hitters. Maybe like a a power hitter that they that's older than their... Someone that they wouldn't miss on defense. There's yes, no salary cap in baseball, and they're the richest team in the league. But you just said they don't want to spend the money. Yeah. So why don't you free up some money with your power hitter that you don't need because you have two power hitters in the position where that power hitter that you don't need is there. You're still spending someone's money. Someone has to lose that much money. I understand that, but listen, in the terms of success of an offseason, it's not done yet. 
you can tell they're still working towards something, whether it's another starting pitcher or some more bullpen pieces. I think the rotate or I, I think the lineup as is is as good as they'll get it. I don't think they can get a better lineup through the offseason. We have enough outfielders, we have enough infielders. If anything, they'll trade for more bench pieces. It's really the rotation that needs solidifying at the back end because you have, I don't know what order these pitchers are going to go in besides Garrett Cole up front. Then we have Marcus Stroman. And then we have Nestor Cortez, right? Car, uh, Rendon? Not Rendon. I don't Angel, know like, Angels legend Anthony Rodone. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't forget about Spencer Strider. <laughs> but it's the back end of the back end of the rotation where you have people like Clark Schmidt. You know, where you, it's not a solid starter. Mm-hmm. And so I think they're probably looking for another solid starter. I think Blake Snell's asking price is going to be too high, much like Josh Hader. And I think they're probably going to get someone more like Dylan Cease that they'll have to trade for or Corbin Burns, someone they'll, they'll have to trade in order to get. I think Corbin Burns would be my favorite. If, as a Yankee fan, I think I'd be most excited for Corbin Burns. But of but when it comes to the Yankees and their offseason, I think it's been a successful offseason to get better and find yourself right back in that World Series picture. But you ain't winning no World Series with those guys against the Dodgers that are there. And whoever comes out of the NL, I don't see them winning the World Series against whoever comes out of the NL. I think the Dodgers are going to be too powerful if they're there. And I think whatever team that got lightning in a bottle to beat the Dodgers is going to be too red hot for the Yankees to handle. So I don't see a ring out of this team. But I do see an appearance in the either the Final Four or the World Series. I see a I see a close loss. And I see a delusional little man sitting in front of me. Rob, stop sitting like that. <laughs> do you feel the same way? I know the Yankees aren't going to win the World Series this year because it's going to be the 2024 Baltimore Orioles. I've been saying this for years, right? And I, I love this Yankees team. I love the way it's been built. But... The 2024 O's are going to be phenomenal. And so I think this team, you know, give it a year, maybe two, they'll be able to put the pieces together to actually finally win a World Series. And I think it's going to be amazing to watch the Orioles beat the Dodgers in the World Series this year. Wow. I have nothing else to add. All right. So it's time for game time. All right, guys. You guys ready for this game time? What game is it? It That'll tell you how, how ready I am. How ready are you? Yes. Okay. It is you know ball. Oh, I'm so ready. I'm a ball knower. <laughs> I'm starting off this year hot by winning some games. Really want to win some games this year. I'm gonna say the standings. You right better now, hope I'm severely concussed. The, the game. <laughs> so far, the standings at game time right now. Ben is one and zero. Rob is zero and zero, and Liam is zero and one. I just want to put that out there. I'm undefeated. So. In a game he made. <laughs> In a game he made. And if I win this one, my only win will be against a concussed person. <laughs> These standings are going to be so skewed unless I lose. It's going to be an asterisk win. <laughs> um, so, this is going to be you know ball, but there's going to be a little bit of a twist in you know ball this game. All right, this is going to be NFL. Twist in the balls. <laughs> twist it! <laughs> Heyo. All right, so there will be a twist, and it will be. Oh my God! So stop saying. <laughs> so the twist will be. <laughs> twist out, you. All right, twist out, you. Um, but 
<laughs> just, just start talking. Right, I'm sorry. Do I need to be here for this? <laughs> so, how it works is, uh, it's NFL postseason themed, and in this version, I will have <laughs> the twist. Is, I will have. <laughs> How am I the most professional one on this show? You're brain dead. It doesn't count. <laughs> brain dead? I have a concussion. It's the same thing. Yeah, yeah, the... I'm not drooling on myself. <laughs> tomato, tomato. What can we say? <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, <laughs> so the difference in this version <laughs> is... Uh, hold on, it's actually it's game time. There we go. <laughs> oh my god! Just watching Liam just get more concussed as this happens. So, so every question will have different point weights. So some questions will have two points, some will have three, some will have four, and I think there's one with five. Ooh. Also, every incorrect answer is minus one point. And once the first player has buzzed. The next player has seven seconds to answer, or they lose a point. And finally, if nobody buzzes after 15 seconds to start the question, I will spin a wheel to see who loses a point. I have a question. What? So if I answer and then Rob doesn't answer, he loses a point? Yep, and then it's back to you. What if he just declines to answer? Then you, we can just move on. Yeah, sure. Okay. But So wait. Does he still lose the point? Yep. I lose a point just for not answering? Correct. So I lose right. a point if I answer or don't answer... So if I answer wrong, so you I might as well lose just more sh- points than not answering. You might as well just shout something out is what he's saying. Okay. Yeah. So I'd He'd rather us spout nonsense than try and keep our Makes integrity. for great TV. Yep. All right. So are you guys ready? I Again, guess. If, you, if you think you know it quickly, you use the buzzer to buzz in. Um, the buzzers are right there and right in front of you, obviously. So are we ready for the first question? No. Okay. Yes. So this question is worth two points. What two NFL teams have played the most against each other in the NFL playoffs? So these two teams have matched up against each other more times than any other two teams in NFL playoff history. Rob. I'm just going to go with the 49ers and Cowboys. No. That is incorrect. It's a, a great answer. Um, I'm going to go with the Colts and Patriots. Incorrect. Next answer. Wait now. Now, if I wait seven uh, seconds, is since we both answered, do yeah, I still lose yeah, a point if I don't? And shout those it? are seven seconds. I'll go. Wait, 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 wait. He's asking a question. Oh, sorry. <laughs> How about this? If you both get one wrong, I give a hint for the next round. Okay. Okay. So the hint is the hint is to make this faster. One of the teams that were mentioned is one of the teams in this matchup. Okay. Could be all four of them. So, not, but only one has been named. So one has been named and one hasn't been named. Well, yeah, there were. That's yeah. Two that's, in separate conferences. Yeah, true. If they were both named, we would have just been right. <laughs> oh yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna stick with the 49ers and Chiefs. No, that's what. <laughs> I was gonna lose Patriots, the point. Ravens. Anyway. No. Incorrect. Yeah, that was a good one. 49ers, Chiefs, they're in separate <laughs> conferences. All right, I the know. hint is the hint is NFC team that wasn't mentioned in the second round. 
Cowboys Giants. No. Cowboys Packers. Correct. So, Rob, you will go down to negative three. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever wins this game. Negative one. You have zero. <laughs> this is the most ridiculous scoring system ever. I'm not coming back from this. I have already lost. <laughs> this, this might be the most fun one ever. So, Whoever wins this just, is going to have negative just, points. Just, I'm killing you and I have zero. <laughs> I, it's just about trying to stay in positive points. Ben designed a game just so I would lose. All right, and so, that was a two-point question. Can you imagine a five? All right, so the next question is, what NFL team has the most playoff losses of all time? What NFL team has the most playoff losses of all time? Rob got it? No. All right, Liam. Cowboys. No. Rob. The Browns. No. no. Okay. They don't often make the postseason. <laughs> I know, but they're also one of the oldest teams in the NFL. All right, Liam, you're up. Five, four. Packers. No. All right, Rob. Steelers. Yeah. No. Good answer. Oh, I've been. I, by the way, I'm. You earned two hints. So oh, yeah. the the first hint is it's an NFC team, and the second hint is that this team did not make the postseason this year. In fact, they have a top five pick. An NFC team with a top five pick. Uh, Liam, you are up. The Bears. No. There's only one left. Oh, no, there's two left. That's not true at all. There's two left. Right? Yeah, two left. Uh, It's actually, really, if you think about it, it could be three. Yeah, true. Giants? No. Cardinals. Correct. So, Liam, you are back at zero. <laughs> Where am I? <laughs> Negative six. Okay. I'm All right. Liam, congratulations. You've won it's the game. I know all it's right. not, but you've won. The next okay. question is worth two points. Which NFL team has the most playoff wins of all time? Rob. 49ers. No. Patriots. Correct. And you didn't lose that many. <laughs> I didn't lose that many that In time. In the standings now, Rob is at negative seven, and Liam is at two. I love this game so much. Why didn't you just make wrong answer zero? No, this is more It would have just made the scoring less goofy. <laughs> That's the point. This is so much more fun. All right. So next question. What, this is worth two points. Which dang, which Really start team, digging me out of this hole. Which NFL team had the most Super Bowl wins in the 1970s, which NFL most all time in the 70s or most in the current period of from the 70s? 1970 to 1979, which team won the most Super Bowls? Rob, they've been my first answer for answer for everything. 49ers. No. Okay. This team. The Bears. No. This team has had a very illustrious history, and they are one of the top teams of all time, primarily due to their run in the 1970s. Cowboys. No. Liam, you are up. Packers. No. So, this team is a AFC team that had their huge run off their defense in the 70s. Their defense was iconic. 
Steelers. Correct. And <laughs> negative five. <laughs> just like that, no, Rob. Worse. At negative seven. <laughs> ah, I gained I'm zero, zero. ground. And uh, Liam, you are back to zero. I stayed the same <laughs> exact amount of points ever. I had at the beginning of this round, and I actually got I the answer so right. I am thoroughly enjoying this game. <laughs> I'm losing my mind! <laughs> All right, so the next question. I'm glad you're losing your mind because the next question is, and this one is worth six points. Oh, get me to you negative just said it was one. up to five. <laughs> yeah, I, I got to help these points. These point words. So, so the ones I get right, you don't up, but the ones he can still get right? You it's, can still get this one it's, right! It's, so instead, it's of, negative instead of carrying seven. out the bad game, he doubles down on how bad it is and just makes it change at completely. Least, yes, but at least we're still only losing one point and we're not losing six points for this. Can you guys comment this. what you think of this game? Do you think it's ridiculous? I'm going to shoot think this is entertaining? This is If anybody even understands what's going on. All right, so the, we're six points. How many quarterbacks... That uh, no, how many non quarterbacks have won Super Bowl MVP? We're six points. How many uh, Super Bowl MVPs were non quarterbacks? Six. No. And after, after you guys both answer, I'm just gonna say higher or lower on one. By the way, if you're within that's two, been seven seconds. Ten. I'm just counting in my head. If uh, no, if you're within two, if you're within two, I'm count- I'm I'm just gonna tell you you're right. No, why did, would you, would you, you're changing the rules of this game because we're we're idiots. Okay, no, this was fine. your idea. Get it exact. Get it exact. All right. By the way, both of you are way too low. Seventeen. Uh, no. All right, Liam. Oh, it's Super Bowl MVP. Yes. Forty. No, what? no. <laughs> <laughs> that means only ten quarterbacks have won Super Bowl MVP. So I'm concussed. <laughs> so higher or lower than so seventeen and forty? Higher than seventeen. It's in the middle, right? Lower, yeah. It's okay, like go ahead. Twenty-two. No. Thirty-nine. No. Um, Rob higher, Liam lower. Um, Twenty-eight. Twenty-eight. All right, and Liam. Twenty-nine. Um, Liam, l- both of you lower. I thought he was going to say Liam lower, Rob higher. <laughs> yeah, wait a minute, yeah. 26. No. And Liam? 27. <laughs> no, both of you lower, Rob. 24. No. 25. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell by his face it wasn't 24. He was disappointed I went higher. <laughs> Because they thought I could win it. If you just looked at him, you would have won. Uh, <laughs> in the score, two to negative. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. It's two to negative twelve. <laughs> I love this game. I love this game so much. What's the next question? All right. We gotta do this buffet baseball version. Uh, <laughs> just answer it with the next question. Oh. Dude, he's gonna crap himself. Just ask a question. Oh, okay, hold on. <laughs> Alright, next question. <laughs> who won the Super Bowl in 2003? February of 2003, who won the Super Bowl? Worth four points. Who won the Super Bowl in February of 2003? So on the day, I think it was February 2nd of 2003. The Rams. No. Good news, you're still in the positives. <laughs> you don't have to buzz. 
<laughs> Rob. The Patriots. No, your hint is that it was during a Patriots dynasty that this team won the won the Super Bowl in between. So the Patriots won one Super Bowl, then this team won, and then the Patriots won two Super Bowls afterwards. What is this team? February of 2003. Three. Two. Whoa, you can't just answer. <laughs> what do you mean? We, we, it's, a, it's a new round. We're not just flip-flopping back and forth. We had the buzzer, This is the way we've been doing the whole what? time. Just let him have it. He was, he was I, counting he's, down. He's Fine. I'd rather, I'd rather you guess, actually. So I don't want to. I don't know why not. The Packers. No. Okay. No, definitely not the Packers. That didn't help me. Um, I'm between two teams. I'm just going to say, this could be a stupid guess, the Panthers. No. It was a good guess because they were in the Super Bowl the year after. So there you go. That's what I was. Yeah. So your hint is the NFC won this Super Bowl with head coach John Gruden. Liam. Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is correct. I thought we had to flip flop. I was like, you better answer, dude. <laughs> All right. So Tampa Bay is correct. That is four points for Liam and the score up. Oh man, I it forgot is, about that. It is four to negative fourteen. <laughs> So, next question is, which teams, this is worth, I'm going to make this one crazy. This one is worth eight points. But if you get one one wrong, it does not count, and I'm not going to tell you which ones you got right. This is just straight, no hints. What teams were in the conference championship last year? What teams were in the conference championships, all four teams, last year? year you need to get four for four no hints this is worth eight points if rob gets this right he'd be at negative six it's a big one five rob eagles 49ers correct quick crap (laughs) that was those were the two easy ones yeah okay good you both knew that three easy ones yeah yeah yeah. yeah chiefs this is this is the one, right? Chiefs, Chiefs Bills. No. Chiefs Bengals. Correct. And <sighs> just like that, I knew it was a. I B. wasn't sure. I was struggling with the B. I was like, it's a. It, it, I know there's a. B I have I have the memory of Chiefs Bills in my mind still from before, yeah. but I was like, no, it wasn't. I knew it wasn't. Yeah. I, I just knew I had those three, and I knew you were gonna get it eventually. So I was just like, putting in yeah. my best guess now. We lost the TV. It's officially gone. It just won't work. That's fine. It's whatever. But that. Stop making sounds. Is it going to blow up? It's it's a time bomb. Anyway. All right, let's end the audio. So. Hold on. Are we done with our game? No, we got a couple more left. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, so the next question. Worth. This one is going to be worth a whopping <coughs> 10 points. What, do we just keep upping it? Yeah. This one is worth 10 points. And if Liam gets this right, it's over. It is over. So it's, we been got, over. it's been over. So we it's, got it's the most so, over it's been. So we got so we got the ten team the four teams that made the conference championship last year, right? If you can guess four for four, the t- four championship teams in the conference championship ten years ago if in January of two thousand and fourteen, if you can get those four teams right now, you get ten points. Ready and Go. January of 2014. This was a crazy year. 
I don't remember it. Now we are down to five. Four, Rob. I'm just random. I'm just naming teams because I'm already losing so bad. Uh, Patriots, Steelers, Packers, Giants. No. Patriots, Broncos, Seahawks. And here we go. The final guess is Packers. No. No. And your hint to help Rob out, it was down to that last one. I know it was. It was down to that last one. So the AFC is good. I'm impressed. I am impressed as well. Let me give you also, I think for you chose the NFC Championship for the next year. So you chose next year's NFC Championship. So you're one year ahead. So, Rob, three, two. It doesn't matter what I'm saying. I'm losing the same amount of points. I refuse to answer. Okay. So, Rob. I'll take the Niners. Correct. And for the win. <laughs> yes. Because if I got that right, I would have still been down 28 points. Because I'm at negative 406 right now. What is the final score? So, after this, Liam will be the winner of game time. With a score of 21 points, and unfortunately, Rob comes in second. <laughs> comes in second. <laughs> With negative 17 points. <laughs> Off of his 17 guesses. So Worst game time I ever. hope your feet stay cold when you sleep tonight. <laughs> Rob, I'm very sorry. That's pretty good. But I feel like if we do a baseball version of this, I think it'd be just as funny, but reverse. I'd still lose. I, 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 I guarantee you, if we do this thing for 30 years, and every week we do a game time, I will not win a single one. Keep your head up, sport. Can people Shut up! <laughs> I don't want to hear from you right now. I definitely don't want to hear from you right now. But I'm stuck between both of you. What's the next segment? <laughs> We're going to take a break and calm Rob down. But, guys, give Rob some words of motivation to help him in game time for the next episodes on social media. We'll make a post saying we need Rob to get some encouragement, some motivation, some some moment of peace. Call on the National Guard. Call in every – we need your help to help Rob win. Message us at Dear Hollow Heroes on our, all of our social for media For just pennies a day. For just, for just pennies a day. You can, I lose and they're sacrificing me as a plug. For just pennies a day, you can help Rob win at game time. Please. At one point. I'm desperate. I'm so desperate. In the arms of we don't want to get copyright strike, dude. All right, guys. It is comment time. We're going to get into it, guys. I asked you guys to comment on an Instagram post and a Twitter post, and I thank you guys for some of the ones, but I went off of first come, first serve. So we have the top three people that commented first, and number one, our first comment was Justin, who's actually our roommate. He's really nice because he did it like right after. So <clears throat> Justin just said Ravens versus 49ers Super Bowl. I think it was great. I'm glad the Ravens won it. I'm happy Joe Flacco won the MVP. It was a historic game. The lights went out. There was a lot of memorable moments from that game. I think it's probable. I think it's also the most probable. I think the only thing standing in the 49ers' way is really the Lions. The Lions, and I think the Ravens is whoever wins the Kansas City-Buffalo game, uh, if that game is a momentum builder. I can see the Texans beating the Ravens more than I can see the Packers beating the Niners. See, I this is one of the matchups I want because – We've played the 49ers, and we kick their butts. Now, I understand they're going to look sharper in the Super Bowl. Who would you Bowl. prefer to play in the Super Bowl? Prefer? Yeah. Of the four teams remaining. 
of the fourteen, honestly, the Forty Nine ers still. I of know th- all of them. I know they're the toughest team, but we we dismantled them. But he threw four picks. You're not going to get another. I know Brock we're. I know like we're that. not getting that same that same team or even close to the same look. But I think the confidence of knowing we can kick their butt. Plus, did you guys see? I'm sorry to cut you off. Did you see the colors in the Super Bowl? Or Ooh, in the, the Super Bowl logo, purple. it's got to be. It's got to be the Niners, Ravens. <coughs> but yeah, no, I, I don't. Or, I, I actually, I do blame you. You're definitely wrong. I would rather play the Bucks or the the Packers. Ravens, Bucks is still a possibility in that color scheme. You're right. It is still a possibility. You're right. If the Bucks win and the Packers win, you know the Bucks are beating the Packers. I'm just saying. True. I'm just saying. So. You know, it's not that's not fully out of the question. Maybe the either. answer was right there the entire time. Let Baker cook. The Texans are also purple. Ooh. No, they're not. They're blue. Depends. Depends on who you ask. They're also red. Heard it both ways. Oh, you feed me do it. Ah, oh, dang it, using the robism. <clears throat> um, anyway. So yeah, we all agree with that take that that is the most likely of Super Bowl matchups this year. Next up we have Mike, which is better known in our minds as Mike A. Mikey. Um, Both of those were wrong. Mike A? (laughs) Mikey. You know, what we've called him for decades. A friend of the show. Well, sorry, Mikey. (laughs) He said that the divisional round is the best playoff round. Yes. Easily. Yeah. Yeah. You You get a solid, what is it, four games, and it's the best teams of the wild card round, and the best teams in the league who got the bye. You're going to see some great matchups. I think the best part about uh, the divisional round is, like, they have the most memories, I feel like, besides the Super Bowl, obviously. Because you remember the uh, Larry Fitzgerald run to beat the Packers and the Hail Mary before that. And you have we had three days each with two, two playoff football games. That was awesome. Like, that's what I want to see. Like, conference championships are great, but you get two games. Yeah. If those games aren't good, you kind of just – kind of feel almost unfulfilled but you got four football this week we saw five bad games but i still enjoyed it because we got one good game out of it you know what i'm saying like we could get two bad games easily yeah so i I do prefer to have the the six games and i don't know you don't you don't know how every team's going to perform too so there's a little bit of you know a question mark around it it is the best round and i can't help but agree I think conference championships have gone downhill a little bit. I feel like they're not as entertaining as they used to be back when we were younger. But the last comment is from Ryan, who's our number one commenter. Absolutely. And he said, Texans come close to beating the Ravens but hold them off. Packers go up early but lose to the 49ers. Mayfield Magic runs out in Detroit. And Bill's Chiefs game is the best game of the weekend. Whoever wins it makes it to the Super Bowl. How much of that take for this coming round do we agree with? Start with that last one. Go ahead, Rob. Whoever wins the Bills Chiefs game is losing to the Ravens. Sorry, they're gonna. It'll be a close game, but the Ravens are making the Super Bowl. Um, I could see whoever wins that game making it to the Super Bowl, especially if it's the Bills. I think the Chiefs have a much tougher time beating either the Ravens or the Texans, even if we want to include the Texans in there, because um, you know it's not not guaranteed. Uh, Texans come close to beating the Ravens. I think they put up good numbers in a somewhat one-sided game. Somewhat. Not like a blowout, but I think they that C.J. Stroud plays well, um, but obviously can't compete with Lamar and his, quite honestly, lacking defense at times. Um, in Texas, I'm not talking about Lamar's defense. 
Packers go up early but lose to the Niners. I'm sorry. I know Jordan Love played well. I still don't have that much faith in him. I don't think he can dice a defense like the Niners. Yeah, but you got to see what he's saying is Packers go up early. You know, they come out hot in the first half, and then the second half the Niners defense lock in and shut them it. down. And then Because the think about what happened it. against that, that Cowboys team. Aaron Jones scored three touchdowns. You think Aaron Jones is scoring. Did you see the balls he was throwing? Do you think – first of all, hold on. Do you think Aaron Jones is going to score – Maybe any touchdowns against the Niners. No. He's had three all season. He's had four the past two weeks. No, I don't. I don't, I don't think so. No. So they're probably going to stuff that run defense or that running game. Now Jordan Love is forced to throw against a non-stacked box finally, against a better team than the Cowboys, against a more well-coached team than the Cowboys, against a team that can put up numbers easier than the Cowboys. He's going to struggle. I I can't see it any other way. He's going to struggle. I also want to put out there, though, that with the take by Ryan, I agree with the first one. I disagree with the fourth one. I agree with Rob's take on his fourth take with the Bills Chiefs. But uh, the one that I believe is going to be that I really disagree with as well, I don't think Mayfield Magic runs out in Detroit. I think the Bucks. I think the Bucks run out in Detroit. I think, uh, no, this is, my, I do. this is my take. I have a little bit of faith here. I think the Buccaneers walk out of Ford Field with a win going into the NFC Championship game. There's no way. You I really think so? We didn't think that much that the Eagles that they were going to beat the Eagles. It's a different animal. We didn't think much of the team when the Brady left. We didn't think much of much with the Listen, Bucks all I, year long. Listen, I'm as much of a, a Mayfield fan as you are, if not more. I love Baker Mayfield. I have since he was drafted. Since before he was drafted. I always liked the guy. I think he's a dog... But at a certain point, you have to look at the rosters and say, okay, Detroit's a better roster. They are. The only thing that I think you can argue for is that the Bucks have a little bit more playoff experience, aside from quarterback. But I don't I don't know if that really tips the tide. Like I think the Bucks defense is gonna struggle handily against that Lions offense, and I don't think Baker can put up numbers that Goff can I I just I just think that the receiving duo back there I think that the showing of the speed of the defense I think that they can get to the quarterback and Goff struggles when they get to the quarterback they really he really does he struggles under pressure you watch that in his postseason performances of of late yeah but who's the pass rusher in question there is no like select pass rusher you're right Bowles develops pass rush defense that gets to the quarterback that's what he does he develops and you don't trust the Lions wide receivers to shake one-on-one coverage I do do trust the Lions wide receivers to shake him in coverage I don't trust Garrett Goff will be standing when they shake him I or they'll be covering the route with a gigantic 300 pound defender running straight his face so what I'm saying is I think the Bucks defense can do enough to slow them down the Lions offense to allow a team like the Bucks, who are in a similar position to the Rams, where they have two number one receivers who have a court, but you know, Stafford to Baker's a little bit of a difference there. But you have a team that's a little bit. Who are you calling the two number one receivers? Godwin and Evans. Oh, I thought you were talking about the Lions. Oh, no, I'm saying like they're similar to the Rams. Yes, they do have that Mike Evans. The, it's a similar offense to the Rams in the regard. Pass heavy, have two number one wide receivers, and the run game. But I feel like the Rams had a better run game, in my opinion. But it's still. Certainly. But, but I, th- I mean, the line, I mean uh, the Bucks. they're not 
Well, actually, they are kind of bad. Rashad White is not that guy. But the Bucks, I think, have a better defense. So I think that you're kind of going like tip for tat with that. Fair. So I think that this is a similar team, and I think they just have the little bit more magic than the Rams did. I think they both are two teams that were not expected to go as far as they go. The Lions are facing two teams that aren't supposed to be where they are. But I think the Bucks have that little more coming off a playoff win momentum, which I think will help them have a chance to really win this game in Detroit. So, any. Anything else? I'm good. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, Mikey. And thank you, Justin. It is time for Locks and Upsets. Yay. Don't we again add this in post? Yeah. I want you guys to be more motivated when we do Locks and Upsets. But right now, our current standings are as follows. I am 2-0 in Locks and 0-2 in Upsets because I went 1-1 in both weeks. So I'm currently standing at 2-2. Rob finally gets in the mix. He goes 0-1 for his lock, and he goes 1-0 for his upset, betting him at 500 at 1-1. And Liam had a phenomenal week. He went 2-0 to put himself at 2-0 in locks and 1-1 in upsets, giving himself a 3-1 lead in pick and locks and upsets. I said pick because I'm so used to Sorry. Long time ago. But, Liam, what is your lock of the week? Okay, so uh, lock of the week... I don't think we talk about this sport enough. You know, it's... it's why do you guys always do this? Because you're exhausted. Just, just say it. Okay, I, yeah, I'll just get it out there. Uh, uh, Bills over Chiefs. Oh. Yeah. Psych, you really thought? You <laughs> yeah, really no. thought? Come on. Give me the League of Legends in Korea, the national championship, okay? Give me D plus Kia. At minus 700, that's a steal, by the way. Hammer it. Over Breon. It's easy. Conference championship, it's happening. Can you please just, like, just message me a picture of your odds so I can just go from there? Has he not been following? No. I don't follow Korean I think as soon as he says, Liam, what's your lock, he just tunes out. But anyway, Rob, what's yours? Ravens over Texans. (laughs) It's my lock. Um, Lame. my lock of the week is that the Pistons play three games from our recording to our next recording. The Pistons play three games, Timberwolves and two times against the Bucks. I predict they go 0-3. What if they only play two games? What if one gets canceled? Do you lose your lock? From yes. The, how about this? From now until next Tuesday, if they don't win a single game... They don't win a single game. That's my lock. I would like to change my lock. I don't think the New York Giants will win a single game from now until the time we record next week. <laughs> it's just I'm not as, changing just my as, lock. It's just as likely. <laughs> You're right. Um, all right. For upsets, I'll go first. My upset of the week is that the Bucks will defeat the Lions. And Rob, what is yours? Mine is that the Timberwolves will beat OKC on Saturday. The Timberwolves are, you know, are the underdog by less than half a point. <laughs> I was going to say, it's, it's got to be slim. It's very close. Um, give me the Chiefs over the Bills. Chiefs over the Bills? So your lock is the Bills over... <laughs> I'm getting one. <laughs> Ends in a tie. <clears throat> all right. So, I would love to thank you all for listening. You can follow us on socials at Dear Hollow Heroes. You can also email us through DearHollowHeroes at gmail.com. Message us and let us know what you think of the topics we discussed or take of your own. Listen to us on most platforms where you get your podcast. I'd like to thank Liam and Rob, and I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your week. Thank you all. Please help me. Please. Yo, good job in the game today.
want to kill you. I have 17 reasons why he struggled. I am so sad. Please help. Help a robin. Help a robin. I hope we cut all of this. Help a